AM 1060 KDUS Tempe Phoenix and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's now time to enter the sports zone with your host, Bob Kemp. Reeves holding. James comes out of the pack. James on the drive. Goes inside. Stop. Shot blocked. Gets it back. It's over. It's over. Denver makes history. The Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals for the first time in franchise history. So it was a game seven. They stand eye to eye with history, and they did not blink. The Heat are going to the NBA Finals. What a win on the road. Third win in this series. A one pitch. That's it in the air to deep left center field. Kiner Falefa back. Bader is back. They're at the wall. It's going to go into the bullpen in left center. And Fernando leaves the yard for a second consecutive day. First base runner of the afternoon for the Padres. And it's a 1-1 game. Here comes the 2-2 pitch. And swung on. Hard drive. Deep left center field. Going to the pen. Bye-bye. He hit it in the back of the pen. one nothing Mariners here in the third. Julio with his sixth home run of the season. And he crushed it. Now Guerrero slams one high and deep. Over the monster. Deep into the Boston night. That ball is long, long gone. A 450-foot blast for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But to start the game with with a 44-pointer, how how much of that played into what happened the rest of the game? It was pretty much the whole game. Uh, 81 points in the first half, deflating to just see them score like that and, you know, running down the floor, getting easy buckets, that falls on my shoulders, not having us ready to play at the highest level in the biggest game of the year. Brenton Doyle has their other hit, an infield single in the third. He's waiting on deck. 2-2. Walker's got it at first. Tommy Henry matches career highs. Seven strikeouts, seven scoreless innings. It's 6-0 Diamondbacks. What's coming? Purdy, lofting, going deep, has McCaffrey, he's got it! Touchdown, San Francisco! 18! The fake to Mitchell this time, Lance. Going to wind up and throw in, it is complete inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Devo Samuel! Looks for a spot, kicks it out, Russell, Russell a three! Ball deflected back to Reeves. Russell, another three. That won't go. Davis had it. Another full count here for Lance Lynn as he works against Otani. And here's the 3-2. Shohei with a swing and a ball that's hit high and deep out into right. And that one is gone. Double showtime today in Chicago. Angels now on top in this ball game. It is eight to one. Dial 602-260-1060. That's 602-260-1060. Or tweet the show at KDUSAM1060. And now here's your sports own guide, Bob Kemp on KDUSAM1060.
And welcome to the Thursday, June 1st edition of the Sports Zone. Not just the news and scores, the news and scores with analysis. In today's Sports Zone, right here on KDUS AM 1060 and Castlex HD 2 100.7. The finals, game one, who you got ATS, Denver or Miami from Major League Baseball. Choose from San Diego, Seattle, or Toronto, which is most likely to make most likely to make a postseason run. The Suns won last time. Should they have fired Monty Williams? The Diamondbacks, would it be disappointing if they don't reach the postseason? The 49ers, are they the best in the NFC West, no matter whom the starting quarterback is? The Lakers, is it addition by subtraction if they say goodbye to D'Angelo Russell? The Angels, is this the season? They make the playoffs with Otani and Trout. And what else caught your eye since our last show? Here's today's schedule lineup on the show, which is the most informative sports talk Monday through Friday. In moments, we have the introduction to today's pipeline. 9.15 or so around Major League Baseball with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. 9.30, interactive action, 602-260-1060. And also the local roundup. That includes some Colorado Rockies and Diamondbacks analysis from last night, mainly Diamondbacks 6-0 victory. Final segment of the show, it'll be the National Roundup, topped by the latest line, and also from the scoreboard. Then after the sports zone from 10 to noon, it's the Extra Point, hosted by Kayla. On to the pipeline we go. Time for today's pipeline, where the host reveals the hot topics for discussion. KDUS poll question at KDUS1060.com. Today's question is, who you got tonight, ATS in game one, Denver minus nine, or Miami plus nine, and Corey is here and has the early returns. Leading right now is the Heat, plus nine with 100% of the vote over on KDUS1060.com. People on the underdog here. Uh, To win the series, the Nuggets are roughly four to one favorites. That's an overwhelming number. On the injury front, the Heat have ruled out Tyler Hero from Game 1, at least Game 1. Meanwhile, today's Twitter poll question, which of the disappointing, uh, these disappointing MLB teams to date is most likely to make a playoff run in 2023? San Diego, Seattle, or Toronto? And what do we have here, Corey? All right, leading right now is San Diego, 58.3%. Second place, Toronto at 25%. And last up here is Seattle, 16.7% on KDUSAM1060 on Twitter. To me, playoff is the key word in the question. Once again, a playoff run in 2023. It would be surprising if all three of these teams don't make at least one trade, probably of substance, before the deadline. Meanwhile, on the local front, Monty Williams was unemployed for 20 days. The Pistons on Thursday agreed to terms with the former Suns coach. A six-year deal now depends on which insider you believe in. There seems to be some uh, discrepancy in the salary, but definitely a six-year deal and expected to be the largest coaching contract in NBA history. So one last time were the Suns mistaken in firing Monty Williams. The surprising Diamondbacks are now 22 and 20, 23 and 23, excuse me, 20, I'll get this right, 33 and 23 after last night's win over the Rockies. The, uh, the member back to spring training, the, you know, the over under total for the Diamondbacks wins in 2023 
was roughly 75. So would it now be disappointing if the 2023 Diamondbacks do not reach the postseason? Meanwhile, the 49ers have the most talented roster in the NFC West. Valley product Brock Purdy continues to exceed expectations in his recovery from offseason elbow surgery. This according to 49ers general manager John Lynch. Are the 49ers the best team in the NFC West, no matter whom the starting quarterback is, Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? Meanwhile, spanning the globe, the Lakers are ready to move on from D'Angelo Russell again. They reportedly have interest in using Russell as part of a sign-and-trade agreement this summer, according to The Athletic. If the Lakers say goodbye again to D'Angelo Russell, is it addition by subtraction? Shohei Otani was, uh, you know, you know, basically, uh, you know, a one-man show yesterday. He had two home runs, including the longest of his Major League Baseball career, in the Wednesday 12-5 win over the White Sox on the South Side of Chicago. Is 2023 the year that the Angels reached the postseason with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout? In addition to all these excellent questions and topics, what else caught your eye since our last show? All right, that's the pipeline for today. We have all these tremendous topics and much more during today's sensational radio program. Anything else in your mind falls into the general discussion category, so whether it's from the pipeline or a sports topic on your mind, 602-260-1060, or you can tweet the show at KDUSAM1060 or twitter.com slash KDUSAM1060. Basically, the only rules are accuracy and objectivity. If you violate those rules or if you're just simply bad, you will be the target of this. Coming up next, Corey, we'll have a news update. That'll be followed by Bob Nightingale around Major League Baseball with Bob Nightingale from USA Today. We'll talk some Diamondbacks, and we'll talk uh, some of the topics that we, uh, baseball topics that we included in the pipeline that you just heard. Once again, at the bottom of the hour to be phone call time, 602 General Discussion, 602-260-1060. Also a little local roundup at the bottom of the hour topped by the Wednesday night Diamondbacks and Rockies analysis. Not a lot of deep analysis in that game. The Diamondbacks took a 3-0 read the first inning, and uh, I think cruised is a proper word to a 6-0 victory, but we'll get into the Diamondbacks in some detail at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Actually, we'll get into the Diamondbacks in some detail in the next two segments. You're listening to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUSA AM 1060 and Castlox HD2 100.7. Check out KDUS AM 1060 on 100.7 KSLX HD2. That's right, HD Radio on 100.7 channel number 2. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KSLX HD2 100.7. Your home of the Dan Patrick Show, live Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m., we're roughly one-third into the Major League Baseball season. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the Sports Zone by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. And, Bob, always good to have you. Let's start with the Diamondbacks. Ten games above five hundred for the first time since 2018. What has most impressed you about the Diamondbacks to start the season? Well, just the outfield. I mean, uh, this guy's stepping up, and there's 
so loaded. They got some, uh, you know, major league outfielders at, at Triple A, but they, particularly uh, guys like you know, Bayman Smith and stuff. Guys, you know, really weren't counting on. You know, McCarthy's come up and played well after uh, a little stint to the minor leagues. So, uh, yeah, and the, you know, the pitching is held up there. I didn't think the bullpen could handle it. Uh, they're kind of bending but not breaking. We'll see what happens. This, you know, the second half, but they've been uh, hanging in there. After the first two months, uh, should Diamondbacks fans be uh, now disappointed if they don't reach the postseason? Uh, maybe mildly disappointed. I mean, because there's you know extra playoff spots, everything else. At least a, a wild card berth. I mean, who thought the uh, you know who thought the Padres, the uh, the Mets, the Phillies would be struggling like they are, uh, particularly the uh, the Padres. So yeah, probably a little, you know mildly disappointed. But I think hugely disappointed that they're not a uh, a major player next year. If not win the division, certainly uh, they should be in the, in the playoffs of the wild card team. I'll get to the pod race here momentarily in a couple of minutes. But uh, staying with the Diamondbacks for a minute, uh, you you might have tipped your hand here a little bit. What what might be looking to add before the trade deadline? Do you think? Well, I think the guy to be careful. I mean, you just went through this painful rebuilding process. So you're not going to give away prospects just to go for it. You don't know how deep you're going to go. I mean, obviously anything can happen in the playoffs, but realistically, you know, you got the two big boys and the, and the, and the dot with the Padres and you know, little little after that. Uh, so I think, you know, you good. Be careful. You you know, might go get some help, some bullpen help, but you don't want to trade away any you know big time prospects. Maybe some Marshall guys. Maybe extra outfielder who you don't think you need, that sort of thing. But I don't see him being, a, you know, making a major trade and say, okay, we're going to abandon uh, everything we did for the rebuild and just go for it right now. Uh, not necessarily sticking with the Diamondbacks here, but you know, maybe they'd get a starting pitcher too. But what, what is a starting pitcher market looking like right now at the deadline or before the deadline? Well, probably the, uh, the team people to look out for now is Chicago White Sox. You know, you got a uh, Lucas Giolito's there. Uh, you know, they're not, not going to trade Dylan Cease. Uh, you got Lance Land. His numbers don't look good, but he had pitched well until yesterday, uh, the last three or four starts. So, uh, you know, those guys, you know, jump out. There's not a whole lot out there in the trade market itself just because, you know, there's so much there's so much mediocrity. I mean, look at the National League. There's not a single team uh, outside of four and a half games out of a, a playoff first. So, you know, most teams can't give up. Uh, so, yeah. So, I would think the uh, the White Sox would be a very popular team at, at the trade deadline. How about, uh, you know, there's always a bullpen scramble before the deadline. And, and you know, I think there are a lot of contending teams that need to add to their bullpens this year. Uh, so, who, are, you know, who might be moving as far as bullpen arms? And are there any, like, legitimate closers out there that might actually be traded? I can't think of one, Bob. And Ronald Chapman, you know, uh, was an all-star closer. You know, still still having a very solid year. You know, could be a big help, uh, you know, for someone. I'm not sure if you still want him closing, but certainly he could be in the back end of bullpen. Uh, you know, otherwise, nobody jumps out. I mean, you know, when you look at the really bad teams, you know, they don't have that closer that, that, that you want. Uh, you know, could the Rockies deal with somebody like a, a Daniel Bard? I mean, that's possible. But, you know, he's not, good. he's not even closing games out right now. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. But, yeah, there's no, you know, real closes that jump out of you. 
you know, would the Pirates trade Bednar, or they don't have to trade him, right? So would they just uh, keep him for you know, another year at least? Yeah, I'm mean, knocking the door. I mean, the NL Central is so weak. Uh, if you're ever going to contend, you need a closer like Bednar, and uh, he's fabulous. And it's like when teams call, you know, the Reds about Diaz. I mean, he's probably going to make the All Star team, uh, having a lights out season. But you know, he's cheap. He's not an arbitration eligible. It's like you know, you have to give up your farm system to get a guy like that. Is it's just not, it's just not worth it. Okay, the Dodgers. They're they're kind of running out of starting pitchers here. Uh, might they have to need some arms before the trade deadline? They might. I mean, they got so many young kids. You know, they got you know, if they want, they get anybody they want. They got five guys that uh, class double A or major league starters. Uh, you know, maybe upper level major league starters. So we'll see what they do. Uh, you know, they they got all that. You know, the Bobby Miller now. You know, is a talented guy. Uh, we'll see what happens with them, but I think I think their patience is running out with Noah Syndergaard. Uh, not sure he'll be making the next start. It's just the same thing, you know, time after time, four or five innings, giving up, you know, five six runs. It's starting to get old and stacking up bullpen. Bob Nightingale of USA Today, currently in the Sports Zone. All right, there's several disappointing teams. I've narrowed this down to like three for the purposes of a poll question today. San Diego, Seattle, Toronto. Which of those three teams do you think is most likely to make even just a you know to, to make a playoff run or make the playoffs in twenty twenty three? I think Toronto would be my number one. Uh, Seattle number two because that pitching's so great. Uh, San Diego, I'm just gonna lay in a hurry here. The uh, they're just not doing it offensively. Something's not right in that clubhouse. I mean they. Uh, to have all that star talent and not be able to hit. Now, you know, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the rotation, but that's the least of their problems right now. I mean, when you're, uh, when they had 12 or 13 games now, where they just scored zero or one run. So, yeah, that, that one, they better get going. Uh, you know, I, I think if the Padres don't make the playoffs, they might, they might be the most underachieving team in baseball history. Yeah, the, they're 25 and 30 right now. Uh, you, what can they do or can they do anything to solve their issues? You mentioned the offense, and you know, probably I thought before the season started they maybe need to add some some you know pitching arms, but you know, now they can't score. Yeah, they can't score. Uh, yeah, the pitching is on. Uh, I think starting rotation is you know mediocre, particularly with that kind of payroll. Uh, you know, bullpen you know solid, not great. But yeah, I mean, you see guys like you know Juan Soto and uh, those guys. Uh, you know, not producing. Bogart has been struggling. I just wonder what you know what's going on there. And I'm not sure what they can do. I would trade. Uh, I would trade Soto in the offseason and see if you kind of shake things up there. But otherwise, I think they're kind of a uh, you know, you know, they got to stay with what they have. I, I can't see them trading any big pieces uh, offensively and making themselves better. The Mariners, 29-27 and 27 after their 1-0 uh, 10-inning victory last night over the Yankees. Do, do the Mariners have the best, maybe the, let's rephrase that, the deepest pitching staff, rotation, and bullpen in baseball? Do they have it? Certainly rotation, I'll go with you on that one. I mean, I remember last year talking to Dusty Baker, but they played them in the first round. I said, I think it's going to be your toughest matchup. And uh, he said, yeah, this could have did like and out of me. And they could have won all three of those games. Uh, Seattle, uh, they have leads on all of them. So, or, you know, more late innings, uh, at least tied. 
So, no, I, I think that's the last team you want to face in the in the postseason. That's why I think, you know, they could easily uh, make the playoffs and cause a whole lot of lot of problems. I mean, Julio Rodriguez is finally starting to heat up here, too. So, they got they got a, a lot of talent. And I, I think the... Uh, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. They really do. I mean, no one's coming. You know, it's almost like both leagues. You're not going to have a wild card team come from the AL Central. You're not going to have a wild card team come from the NL Central. They need some offensive help. However, would they maybe trade an arm for a uh, starting? Or not, not sorry, a starting pitcher. Well, it could be a starting pitcher. Would they? You know, would, would they actually trade an arm for some offensive help? Basically, is what I'm asking. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, maybe like a Marco Gonzalez type thing, but I don't see uh, them trading a, uh, you know, one of those young prize guys. They're just too valuable. So, you know, maybe uh, Marco Gonzalez would be about, about it, I would think. Okay, the Blue Jays also 29-27. What's happened with Alex Manoa, and what can the Jays, uh, what do they need to do to turn it around? Yeah, I mean, they got away uh, – the, the offense has been the problem. I mean, even you've got a guy like a, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rero, you know, hasn't, hasn't been that same guy. Uh, you know, the uh, Varsho struggled early on. You know, he's better now. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they're doing. Yeah, Manoa, you know, he was out there on social media, and oh, here's the next big star, and nothing's happened. Talking with Bob Nightingale of USA Today, going around Major League Baseball. All right, the Angels. Is this the season that they actually make the playoffs with a Tony uh, Otani and uh, Mike Trout? I still think they're going to fall short. It's a better team, a much better team than the past. Uh, you know, they have a lot of depth. And uh, you know, Scout and Spring were talking about this team, saying, you know what, you know, they should be around a five hundred, eighty-five win team. And I think that's what they are. But I, I just don't think it's going to be enough to make the playoffs. I, I think they're going, to, you know, they're going to tease you all season, and uh, certainly they're going to play well enough, you know, not to, you know, not to trade a uh, Otani. Okay, we've had two months with the new rules. What do you like the most, and what are some things that they might want to alter? At least the suggestions for you to alter what they've done so far. I love, well, I love the base running. I love the stolen bases. Uh, you know, I always get sick of guys walking and just standing in first base. Like, hey, all you're doing is plotting the base path. You know, it's like, you know, gets him hit. Uh, you know, or Juan Soto, so he doesn't look for a walk. Now he's finally starting to, you know, swing the bat a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, I love that. I mean, the games, you know, the games are flying by. You don't really realize it. I think, you know, now it kind of dawns on us, you know, how, uh, how much dead time there was. So, you know, when you're sitting there watching the game, you know, nothing really jumps out except for, except for the stolen bases. You know, offense really hasn't been much of a difference. It really hasn't. I mean, uh, you know, there's a few more balls to get in. You know, teams are still shifting, but, you know, shifting to a, uh, a lesser degree. But I, I just think seeing the, uh, seeing the stolen bases go up like that, I, I, I like that the best. Yeah, as far as the ship goes, other than like Anthony Rizzo and, you uh, has that really made a big difference? Uh, you know, for for le- you know, I guess especially left-handed hitters. It really hasn't. Yeah, Ramirez going to benefit, but a lot of guys haven't. I know the last uh, stats I saw a week ago, uh, it's, ha- it's actually helped the right-handed hitters more than the left-handed hitters. 
by far. Mm. So yeah, it's got it's got a strange. You know, maybe you guys are swinging the bat different and, and things like that. And the offensive numbers, a little higher, uh, but not much. I mean, you go back 10 years, those offensive numbers are about the same as a decade ago. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the games are faster. I, I think, you know, seems like the fans love it. Uh, certainly, I, you know, wherever I go, I do see fans staying around a lot later now before, you know, kind of leaving the setting to beat traffic. Now you're, you know, Rushing up to grab a uh, a beer before the uh, concession stands close. <laughs> or between innings, you got to hustle up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, how close are we to having robot umpires at the major league level? I think 2025 uh, with the challenge system. You know, you got to be able to challenge some calls too. Because other things, you know, some guys, the guys have been through it like it other guys think it's a complete disaster so i love having the umpires there i mean people love seeing the injections the uh interaction i just think that it takes away too much of the game you know that you know people love seeing managers thrown out and arguing and stuff like that what we don't like is that you know when guys are complaining in the balls you know one tenth of an inch outside on the uh on the box on tv it's like swing the bed you know if it's close go hand swing. So it's like the man David Ross was saying his favorite game of the year was the Field of Dreams game because there's no, you know, there's no box on TV. No one's checking the iPad after every at-bat. There's no, uh, no no Wi-Fi and stuff there. So back old school. So yeah, but I, I do think we'll see it in 2025 largely because of the uh, the gambling. I think just too much money is trying to ride on things or ride on mm-hmm. pitches. At least that will take it off the umpires. You know, what people aren't going to second guess it sometime or say, or question, say, hey, why was he? I know she missed a couple calls late. Does he have some money in the game? You know, that sort of thing. What's Aaron Boone going to do if there's robot umps? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's out of control. I like it a lot, but when you're when you're rejected already you know, more times than Dusty Baker's entire career, it's too much. You know, we do it a couple, of times, you know, a couple of times a month. It's like, you know, save it. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I was talking to Buddy Black yesterday at the Rockies. He's been injected 35 times. You know, you know, Boone can pass that up this year. The best back to the you know, the ball strike calls. What would be the best challenge system at the major league level for that? I like that you got three challenges. Uh, you know, you'll you'll, you'll, keep, you'll retain them if you're right. Uh, but the interesting thing will be if some guy does it, you know, it's like you better be a good hitter that's, you know, doing the challenge or, or a, uh, a key moment. You don't want a number seven, eight, nine hitter to waste a challenge. Then when you're big boys, say, wait a minute now, now, we, now I can't challenge because you just wasted it. You weren't, you weren't going to get a hit anyway. So I, I think it'd be a lot of strategy to see who's selfish and who isn't. You know, one thing, uh, lastly, uh, one topic uh, I haven't heard much of so far, and we're two months into the season. Are there any managers in danger of being replaced? There really isn't. You know, we haven't seen that much in uh, recent years. Uh, it seems like teams are more patient. Teams realize, hey, you know, the, the problem might be uh, upstairs and not on the uh, uh, on the field. So, no, there really uh, is not. I mean, all you know was ever in trouble in St. Louis. Uh, you know, Schneider, people raise things. David Ross, people are going nuts over. 
But no, I don't. I don't think anybody's in trouble right now. I really don't. Bob, boys, good talking to you. Thanks much. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, me, Bob. Bye. All right, next segment, phone call time, general discussion, 602-260-1060. Also, we'll get to some local roundup, a little more on the Monty Williams hiring in Detroit. Also, we'll get to the Diamondbacks from last night, but uh, mainly your phone calls if you want to get in. Plenty of time for you in the next segment. Once again, general discussion, 602-260-1060, whether it's baseball-related, the finals of the NBA that starts tonight. Uh, Those could be a couple of... uh, popular topics or something uh, on your mind but if it's on your mind and i didn't mention it before it better be really good sort of kidding uh you're listening to the sports zone with bob kemp on kdus am 1060 and cast lux hd2 100.7 It's time for today's local roundup. Welcome back to the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and KS Lux HD 2 100.7. In addition to the local roundup, it is phone call time if you want to jump aboard to the KDUS hotline right now. 602-260-1060. All right, topping the local roundup, Monty Williams was unemployed for 20 days. Uh, he agreed to a six-year deal uh, to become the uh, Pistons head coach. Uh, the salary is somewhat uh, uncertain because the NBA insiders didn't really agree on that part. But there's uh, no doubt that it uh, makes him the largest, uh, you know, the uh, the largest coaching deal salary-wise in NBA history. Meanwhile, Williams uh, was hired, uh, actually, you know, four years with the Suns as a head coach. He was fired, you know, 20 days ago, as I mentioned, Coach of the Year in uh, 2022. Uh, he was 195 and uh, 115 during the regular season. They won a franchise record games in 2021. Uh, Coach of the year uh, after they uh, reached the finals in 2021. Uh, he replacing Dwayne Casey, who stepped down as the Pistons head coach in April to move into a front office role. Uh, the Pistons have now gone seven consecutive seasons of finishing below 500. Their last winning season was the 25, excuse me, 2015 and 16 season. Uh, they've had three lottery picks, though, over the last two years. Kate Cunningham was the number one overall pick in 2021. Unfortunately, he's been uh, you know, injured, uh, especially last year. He only played 12 games. Uh, Jaden Ivey and Jaren, uh, Jalen Duran were selected in, both in the lottery uh, last year at 15 and uh, number five, excuse me, and 13. And remember, the Pistons are the team that got kind of hosed by the lottery process this year with the ping-pong balls. They are the number five overall pick in uh, June, the the month, uh, the the draft later this month in the NBA. All right, the Diamondbacks today going for a four-game sweep of the last-place Rockies. The Diamondbacks now 33-23 and in the season, 10 games above 500 for the first time since 2018. Arizona's won 13 of uh, its last 18 games. They're half a game behind the Dodgers atop the NL West. Also, the Diamondbacks have now won six of their last eight series. Last night, Tommy Henry threw a career-most seven innings 
Christian Walker hit career home number uh, home run number 100 in a 6-0 victory over the uh, offensive anemic and defensive uh, defensive inept uh, Rockies. Bad combination, bad on offense, and they don't catch the ball very well. Or throw to the right base, as we found out. You know, I think we probably knew this before the last three days, but they do some pretty stupid stuff on defense. Meanwhile, Henry is now 3-1. and one. He allowed just two hits, two walks, struck out seven. Uh, he had much more swing and miss than we've seen uh, through the majority of the starts in his first two seasons in the major leagues. Cattell Marte, a first-inning single last night. That extends his career high on base streak to 29 consecutive games. Uh, that's the longest streak for a Diamondback since 2014. Uh, three behind Paul Goldschmidt's 32-game streak in 2014. Uh, the all-time record, by the way, uh, was uh, set by Goldschmidt uh, at 46, so he's got a way to get to that. Meanwhile, the uh, Diamondbacks' defense, is, uh, I think it's the biggest reason for their 2023 success. They have a 990 fielding percentage. I know that's an all-time stat, but I'm going to go with that one. Uh, second best in the majors. Surprisingly tied with the Padres. I didn't think the Padres would be that good defensively. They don't get to that many balls, however, so they less chance of making a, an error. Also, the Rays are second, tied for second with the Diamondbacks. That does not surprise me because they can catch the ball. Uh, meanwhile, the Mets are actually number one in this category, 991 fielding percentage, and that definitely surprises me. Meanwhile, uh, today the Diamondbacks look to complete the four-game sweep. As I mentioned, first pitch is at 1240. Diamondbacks scheduled to go with Zach Davies, who uh, is one start off the injured list. Uh, he's, uh, for the season, 0-1 and one with the 568 or run average. The uh, Rockies scheduled to go with uh, Chase Anderson, who is a former Diamondback, 0-0 zero and zero with a 131 earned run average so far this season in limited innings and limited time. Uh, Davies in his career, 4-3 and three with a 436 earned run average and 13 career starts against Colorado. So as I mentioned, the Diamondbacks, actually they're tied. In the, if you do the loss column, I don't think it's probably a little early to do the loss column in June, quite frankly, but they are a half game behind uh, the Dodgers, they each have 23 losses at this point. San Francisco, which had actually been playing pretty good baseball until the mighty Pittsburgh Pirates invaded the Bay Area these last few days. Uh, the Giants are 28-28. and 28. The Padres, who we talked about with Bob in the last segment, 25-30. and 30. And in Colorado now, 24-33 and 33 on the season. Meanwhile, Jim Bowden did the Athletic. Uh, he's also with CBSSports.com, Sirius XM Radio, uh, and I'm probably missing a few other things. He's a busy man, uh, but he ranked the Diamondbacks number nine in his current power rankings at the Athletic. In fact, he wrote at the Athletic the Diamondbacks have been one of the teams, uh, one of the league's biggest surprises. Um, they have solid position player groups that include uh, the he calls them athletic, rangy. And uh, knows uh, they know how to use uh, move the yard markers, so to speak, as he writes. Uh, the team's stealing bags at well. And the Diamondbacks rank fourth in baseball uh, with uh, 51 stolen bases. This is before yesterday. Uh, they've been caught only eight times. This is also before yesterday. Corbin Carroll, uh, yeah, Bowden writes, is one of the most exciting rookies we've seen in years. 
And also, he has an early trade deadline take. He says that they need starting pitchers and at least one high leverage reliever as well uh, for more overall pitching depth. Uh, one other quick thing in the uh, local roundup for today, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, here's the latest, I think, at least the latest I saw yesterday on the Hopkins front. And this is uh, the first part of this is kind of what we've talked about you know, for uh, a few days now. The, the Chiefs and the Bills uh, reportedly um, are, are active and interested in requiring Hopkins. Uh, they were interested even before prior to his release, but you know, the – fact that Hopkins would not renegotiate his contract to be traded to anybody, you know, further reduce the trade value for the Cardinals. And I think that played, uh, among other things, a big role in them just releasing him last Friday. And uh, the Bills and the Chiefs reportedly still interested in Hopkins, as you would expect. However, there were two teams that publicly yesterday mentioned that they're not interested in Hopkins. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, the head coaches uh, of those two teams, the Jets, Robert Sala, and the Titans, Mike Vrabel, uh, both said yesterday that their teams are not interested in signing Hopkins. All right, coming up next, we will have a news update with Corey. That will be followed by the conclusion of today's spectacular radio program with the National Roundup. That will be taught by the latest line. And also from the scoreboard, look, a uh, little uh, Major League Baseball from yesterday, a uh, busy day, and I mean day, day games, and actually, the day games, with the exception, you know, I can't say that the Yankees and the Mariners were exciting. It was you know close and uh, well nothing in 10 innings. Uh, but we will get to some of the day baseball from yesterday uh, for some of our baseball highlights and uh, things to talk about from yesterday. You're listening to Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Cast Lux HD2 100.7. It's time for today's National Roundup. All right, welcome back. Final segment of today's Sports Zone with Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060 and Castle X HD 2 100.7. And I just lost my place. Yeah, here we go. Got to scroll back up, as they say. At least I'm saying that. I don't know if anybody else says that. So they would be plural, right? Here we go. Uh, let's start with the NBA, the latest line for tonight's uh, Finals, which begin in the Nuggets, as I've mentioned a couple times the last uh, couple of days, as high I saw a f- minus four fifty at uh, you know one offshore place yesterday, uh, but the Nuggets overwhelming favorites to win the series. A lot of people seem to be picking the Nuggets in five games, uh, so we'll see if that happens. But for Game One, uh, the Nuggets opened eight and a half point favorites. It seems to be pretty much a universal nine right now uh, throughout the world that the uh, Nuggets are favored by nine in game one tonight at Denver. Total open 218.5, and uh, that seems to have gone up in most places. 219.5, we're going to kind of go with that as the consensus. Tyler Hero will not return to the Heat lineup for at least tonight's game. Eric Spolster told reporters on Wednesday that Hero's been ruled out. Remember, he has the fractured hand that he was injured in the uh, you know, first game of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. It was in the first round against the Bucks. Uh, he recently has been cleared for basketball activities, and even on yesterday he ran some 
ran some team drills uh, with the uh, Heat yesterday during a practice, but not ready to play in a game yet. Meanwhile, from the scoreboard, the Rays avoid being swept at Wrigley Field. Uh, Brandon Lau and also Jose Siri each hit two-run homers. Tampa Bay held off the Cubs 4-3 to on Wednesday. Uh, Jalen Beeks got the final two outs. He entered the game with the bases loaded, and the Rays avoided being swept for the first time this season. The Rays, by the way, the second team in baseball history with 40 wins before June the 1st. Uh, J, uh, David Ross talked about the, the status of Justin Steele uh, after the game. Steele left the game yesterday after three innings, uh, getting an MRI at last report on his left forearm that was scheduled for today. Ross added that the Cubs are not uh, sounding any alarms yet. Yet might be the key word here. Uh, but they don't want to take any chances, whether uh, on Steele, who actually been a very good pitcher for them uh, the last two seasons. Meanwhile, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout homered against Lance Lynn. Uh, in fact, Otani homered twice. Uh, he can uh, hit homers in consecutive innings, in fact, including a 459-foot drive that was the longest in the of his Major League Baseball career. Uh, he also drove in four runs. The Angels beat the White Sox yesterday 12-5. to Trout put the uh, Angels ahead 2-0, the 476-foot home run. I've been to a lot of games at uh, White Sox Park, whatever they're calling it now, and also uh, you know, watched a ton of games of living in Chicago for many years. That ball that Trout hit the left field uh, almost uh, went out of the concourse, and I don't remember seeing a ball hitting the concourse before. He was uh, what they officially said four rows shy of clearing uh, the entire left field bleachers. And, uh and uh, like I said, I don't remember ever seeing a ball hit further than that at that ballpark to left field. So that was a mighty clout. Next up for the Angels, uh, they play they start today. They start a four-game series against the Astros. So if the Angels are going to be serious here, remember the Rangers are, you know, their team is in first place in the West. But uh, the uh, Astros are playing exceptionally well lately. Reed Detmers gets the start tonight for the Angels. He has not been good. 0-4 and four at the 493 earned run average. Framber Valdez gets the start for the Astros, and he, as you would expect, has been good. The 5-4 and four record is very misleading as a 238 earned run average. And he actually has more strikeouts per nine innings this year than he did a year ago. Meanwhile, also from yesterday, not just from yesterday, but from kind of a collective thing here, Noah Syndergaard, he looks finished. Uh, he, uh, you know, the, 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 the Washington Nationals who were, had the fewest home runs in major league baseball before yesterday, hit five, I should rephrase that fewest home runs in the national league before yesterday. Uh, the Nationals had four, five home runs yesterday at Dodger stadium. They avoided a series sweep. They won 10, six over the Dodgers. Syndergaard struggled again. Um, he was not good. He gave up five runs, seven hits, two walks, five innings, only had two strikeouts. He has a 6.54 run average after allowing multiple runs in nine consecutive starts now. And he uh, that, that's not counting one relief appearance. Uh, actually, you know, one starting appearance, uh, excuse me, they had to cut short because of injury. And uh, he had a blister, so he only pitched one inning in that yeah, one game. But they're not good. He's not good. If they had 
a little more surplus of starting pitchers, I think it would just be DFA'd at this point, but they don't have that surplus. Meanwhile, next up for the Dodgers, the Yankees visit Dodger Stadium for a, uh, you know, already sold out all three games, uh, game, a series in uh, in L.A. Clayton Kershaw, who's been up and down here lately, uh, after a great start, now he's had some not-so-good starts, and he has a 332 run average. He's expect, expected to take the mound for tomorrow's opener uh, for the Dodgers against the Yankees, against Luis Severino, who's two starts off the injured list and has been very impressive so far. Severino, a 159 run run average at this point. As far as the Diamondbacks this afternoon, hosting Colorado Rockies, Anderson against Davies, as we mentioned in the last segment, the Diamondbacks and Davies, a 170 favorite, uh, the consensus number from the state of Nevada this morning. So we'll go with that. Also, I mentioned earlier the uh, Angels at Houston uh, start that uh, four-game series today. Detmers and Valdez. Valdez and the Astros are 170 favorites in game one of that series. All right, stay tuned in the next two hours. It's the Extra Point hosted by Kayla, including more phone call time, 602-260-1060. This has been the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. 